Hi, I'm Sam. I'm Callum. And one of us is bored. This week we're talking about the Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. Ever since we were children, we've had one dream. Winning the Eurovision Song Contest. Alright everyone, I am Lars, this is Secret. we are Fire Saga! Who wants to hear a Eurovision song? Iceland thinks we are a joke. That's not true. And my father is ashamed of me. No, he's not. He looked me into the eyes and said, I am ashamed of you. Maybe he was drunk. He said, and you might think that I'm drunk, but I am dead sober. Idiot. Officially, Fire Saga will be representing Iceland at Eurovision this year. I hate them. Absolutely terrible. They're old, disgusting people. But we have no choice. So we're in. Yep. This film follows Icelandic singers Lars and Sigrid as they are given the chance to represent their country at the Eurovision Song Contest. Do you think, before we go into this, it's maybe worth giving a brief explanation of what the Eurovision Song Contest is? Because... Okay. It, yeah. it probably is. So, like, just, just for anyone who doesn't know, which, you know... There's only a couple of you, so <laughs> so whichever one of you fair, it is. To be fair, it's... there are people from like um, Vietnam. <laughs> they might not know. Whichever one of you it is, it's fucking one of you. It's uh, <laughs> the the Eurovision Song Contest is an annual competition in, in which countries from all over Europe and also Australia kind of compete to submit. It's really so right. So I suppose the way the Eurovision Contest Song Contest organizers organizers would describe it as like they submit their best songs and it's like this really really fun song competition to you know to to bring everyone together. But in reality, it's kind of a bit of a campy shit show. Um, like, <laughs> it's it's like you send your cheesiest songs. Some are great, some are bad, and then. The countries all pick each other politically for, during the voting part. Pretty much, um, it wasn't always that way. Um, like some of there's some really big singers have participated in this in the past. Probably uh, most famously, like both ABBA and Celine Dion participated. In I the knew contest. you were going to mention Celine Dion. So. <laughs> well, I have to. Um, Olivia Newton-John, um, and then this year. Um, <laughs> Flo Rida <laughs> but um, it's it's hard to explain I, you know in, in this year and in this year's defence I think there is probably a lot more stronger songs than there are normally mm-hmm. um, but there was the usual mix of kind of weirdness and, and kind of just a, a, attempts at trying to stand out and just you know not yeah, uh, there's either like two types of song in your vision. There's either ballads, or there's like campy ridiculousness. Dance. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, there, or yeah, or there's kind of like people kind of trying to rip or or emulate kind of current trends. So like this year, there was a girl who kind of was trying to copy Ariana Grande a little bit with her hair. Like yeah. you can kind of see where the influence is coming from. Uh, there was a song that was a bit Lady Gaga-esque as well. Um, and so yeah, anyway, it's kind of like all the European 
stars. I, the, ty the type of singers that participate in this usually, just to give a, a broad kind of idea, it's not unusual to see someone that came like sixth on the X Factor like six years ago or something like that. So we're not talking high quality people here. Usually these days you don't get big names participating for no other reason than it really doesn't look good if you don't do well. Um, like very recently just um, we had Engelbert Humperdinck and uh, who was the who was the other the the was it Bonnie Tyler mm -hmm. a couple of years ago? They're both relatively big names from like decades gone by in the UK, and both of them didn't do particularly well in the song contest. And to be fair, in their defence, they're both older, so it's probably not the end of the world for them. But if you were a younger one, um, and uh, you came last, like it's pretty damning. Like it's yeah. not. And uh, as this year has shown, it's probably not going to be down to your talent or lack thereof it's it's kind of let's not get into that well it's a mixture <laughs> of politics and also like okay quick rant the problem with the uk entries for a while now has been that we do not embrace the point of eurovision we go too serious and like trying to submit like a a pop song you hear in a gym whereas <laughs> with eurovision you're meant to go all out and like you know make a spectacle of it we don't really do that because we're british and we're kind of like too tongue-in-cheek for that and kind of reserved in some ways i suppose yeah it's just yeah but we do we do have it's a good time if you're listening to graham norton just kind of rip into <laughs> all these acts you know it's it's for all that it's like kind of a disaster in terms of voting and your career it is a good time for the people at home watching you know a good time to have a cocktail and listen to someone bitch about other countries it's nice <laughs> that's what Eurovision's all about in yep. the end it's kind of hatred for everyone else disguised as tolerance and it's it's wonderful <laughs> just what we want so anyway there's um uh the story of fire saga is a as a film written by well written by and starring will ferrell of all people like it's i don't know it's it's kind of bizarre to me that he would be involved in this and yet he's obviously got some kind of well his his wife was um introduced him to it back in 1999 and he's been invested in eurovision ever since i mean that kind of makes sense you can you can tell that there is some knowledge of the the whole kind of process behind it and i i like the way it's kind of it's kind of a love letter in a way to it it's it's yeah. not particularly mean-spirited it's no. It's kind it's kind of nice in its own way and there are some little like kind of pokes in the ribs like they they, they mention at one point oh well the UK's going to get zero points anyway and it's like ouch <laughs> you know I came here to have a good time and I'm feeling really attacked <laughs> right now. And it but happens. It, <laughs> and it happens as well. Yeah. But you know um, so it's fun. So it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's how do you want to start? It's a Netflix original film. Mm -hmm. Um and it's it'd been planned for a while it was meant to co coincide with the 2020 Eurovision Song Contest and that got cancelled. Um, That's the first COVID. time, that, yeah, the first time it had been cancelled in the entire yeah. history of the contest. So that was quite a big deal. Um, yeah. Well, you know, as, as big as a deal as that can yeah. possibly be. But And normally I wouldn't follow like Netflix productions, but this one was filmed in Edinburgh. So it's set in a utopian future where Scotland gets to enter itself and wins somehow. <laughs> Ah, uh, well, yeah, I, uh, oh god, right, shall we, can we, can we start about that just first then, before we even talk okay. about the story, so, I, um, I can't remember what film it was, um, 
the, the, well, there's a few different films that have been set in Glasgow, and you'll be aware of a few of them just from your time in the cinema. And for example, your character will be driving down a street, and then they come out somewhere, and like the average film goer won't think any different of it, but you, knowing the city that it's set in, see them go down one road and come out somewhere like across the other side of the city or yeah. something like that. It just throws your mind for a, a loop. And so there's there's parts of this scene where you've got like uh, Will Ferrell's character in the car with these Americans who are driving him around and they're driving up the Royal Mile at different points. But like if you can imagine, so if if the if you imagine the Royal Mile as the alphabet for, for a moment, like the bottom of the mile is A and the top of the aisle, the mile is E. They'll drive up the D section. The next clip will see them at the B section. The next clip will see them at the E section. And then they'll suddenly be down at A. And it is like really bizarre to see all these different shots from like they're going in one direction, but they're coming. They don't match up in reality. And then suddenly not only are they not in Edinburgh anymore, but they're actually in Glasgow because the hydro is in Glasgow. It's just like, okay. There's a lot of questionable choices. Yeah. That being, being said, I was delighted to see people enjoying Edinburgh. <laughs> like it was just nice to see it in a nice, like not Clydeism, if you know what I mean. It wasn't like train spotting where it's kind of dingy and shite. It was like, oh, it's a cool city to visit. And there was not one Scottish person. No, even the people like so Edinburgh for some reason's hosting it. Again, Utopian Future where Scotland has its own entry and we've won. Um why wasn't Scottish people hosting the contest if it's set in edinburgh good question like i was like what it it did it did bother me a bit they had like just random european hosts and you know damn well that like if scotland was hosting it it would be like lorraine or someone like someone universally loved and friendly that would be doing it graham should have it like well he's he's not he's not scottish though is he no but you know what i don't like the people you know like they'd they'd pick some Scottish hosts for it. Oh god, it, was, it would um, be like it'd be bloody John Barrowman, isn't it? Because it'd be like, oh, he's you know American. Well, maybe not now. But oh god, yeah, no, you're right. It would. They'd almost go for him, and he'd come out and he's killed, and it'd be embarrassing as all hell. And just yeah, no. Yeah, well, that's someone, of... Who would you want to host it then? If it was here. Hmm. Who would be a good host from Scotland? Um. Other than me. Other than you. I think it would be good if they actually got some of our Scottish singers or whatever. So if you had like Amy McDonald and maybe like the lead singer of, are uh, am I right in thinking the Fratellis are Scottish? Yeah, or Biffy Clyro. Or Biffy Clyro, yeah, like something like that. Just like you know, they're kind of above it, but you know, they're not taking part. They're just hosting the damn thing, so they can have a bit of fun with it and yeah. just like probably probably not any of our serious faces. Because for all me saying like, oh, Lorraine could do it, like I, she's very insincere and like, okay, she's very well known and she's you know she is a Scottish personality and whatnot. But like, I don't know. I don't think she would be. You good damn for that. know that England would try and hijack our thing and bring Ant and Deccan or something. You know that, right? They would totally one hundred percent be like, right? You can't have it anymore. It's our turn now. Here, send Ant and Deck. Well, I mean, if they were going to hijack it, they wouldn't allow it in Edinburgh in the first place. Oh, true, true, true. But beyond that, I was actually thinking, you know, I don't think it's a... um, I think you're being overly optimistic when you're like, it's a utopian future when when Scotland gets to enter. I I think the the presumption here is that the UK entered, but it's not very likely that Edinburgh or Glasgow really would host because the, excuse me, the O2 
seats more people. And at the end of the day, when you're hosting Eurovision, you're more likely to lose money than you are to make it overall. Like it's kind of a tourism thing. You get the opportunity to, sh to showcase your city to, to Europe, but in the moment itself, you're probably losing more money than you're making. So you would want to sell as many seats as possible. So there is no bloody way that they would host it. No, in but the, my, in my the basis hydro. isn't like the UK's entry anymore. I think, I think Scotland would get quite a lot of votes if we just did it ourselves. I think England's holding us back. I think if we embraced like where we don't the, again the problem with the UK entry this isn't in the film sorry but um is we're very just bland and pop we don't actually show any culturey stuff mm. it's just a guy wearing a leather jacket singing with some giant trumpets in the background where everyone else had their kind of cool little cultural stuff from their country and you could tell which country it was based off like you know the references and the music style and we just have like this pop man and his trumpets. Well, not only that, but I think I think recently, um, a a lot of the UK entries have kind of just slipped by the radar to the point where you get to Eurovision and you don't even know who's representing the UK until mm -hmm. you see the the damn thing. No, itself. do you remember when they used to do that? They used to have like Andrew Lloyd Webber doing a competition to see who was going to represent the UK. Yeah, because um, I yeah I remember watching those for a few years because there was some really good entries. Um, I like I remember mostly to be honest, it was either complete unknowns or it was like people whose careers had fallen off. So I remember one year. Do you remember um, Big Brothers? No. Who? Maybe not. So they they had like a quasi successful career in like two thousand and three, two thousand and four, um, and then they kind of just fell off the radar a bit. And then they kind of came back with uh, a song that was potentially going to be their Eurovision song, and I was, I was like totally here for it. Uh, and then they didn't win and didn't get through. I, I think that was the year that Jade Ewan won, and then she of course went on to join the Sugar Babes temporarily. So, see, I know my pop knowledge. <laughs> I'm I'm not completely it. Early two thousands pop knowledge is your. I know I know my early two thousands. Well, I know my two thousands just generally very very well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, anyway. Anyway. Did like so you, at the end of our last episode, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. Um, you said that you did not want to watch this film. <laughs> how how do you feel about it now? Um, it's it's not terrible. It's it's a bit long. I kind it's kind of got the same problem that Braveheart had in that it, it's just a bit too long for what it's trying to for the story it's trying to tell. I think because um, it's just over two hours in length, and I I wouldn't say I was bored with it, but I there's a lot of kind of story beats within it that I don't particularly care about. So I suppose if we just um, basically the film starts, you've got your characters. Lars and Sigrid, who are, are children, and they're they're showcased. Um, they're shown even dancing to Eurovision in, in like their parents' home. They're having like a party and they're watching Eurovision. And uh, Lars's dad is very very embarrassed by this, but they're all kind of happy for Sigrid to to dance along. And you know, it shows that years years go by, and the pair of them are still friends. And they're they're they've kind of uh, got well. Lars especially has this obsession of wanting to enter and win the Eurovision Song Contest, just to kind of show everyone that he grew up with that, you know, he's not, um, I guess not a loser, essentially. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a lot of little weird story beats in here. Um, so you've got Sigrid's obsession with like the elves, for example, which I think, to be fair, does pay off towards the end. Yeah. I really like the little resolution with that, but. For the it, for the longest time up until that point, it's it's a bit of a one note joke that just constantly falls flat for me. 
Um, and maybe that's the point. Maybe you, maybe there is there needs to be enough of that repetition so that when when, <laughs> when the peel happens, takes, it's funny. Yeah, exactly. But it, it felt like a bit much for me. I have to say, um, the the kind of repetition of them attempting to perform their song in various guises only for things to go wrong as well just kind of that's kind of the point of it though cal if you remove that that kind of removes the point of the film (laughs) well no because i i I think you could have them do well and then you know have it go wrong later in the actual final itself like every you don't see a single performance where it goes well and it would have been nice to see it go right once you know yeah i know but i think it's to emphasize the fact that he's a loser like and- I guess I guess so but like it's it's just I'm not it's a bit too slapstick for me I think is this the problem like it's just it's it's completely over the top and like okay it's funny they're 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 attached to angel wings and he falls out of his harness and everyone's laughing or like he's in the hamster wheel which then crashes off the stage and everyone's laughing but like it just doesn't seem right th- this is going to be an odd critique for this but it doesn't seem likely so the 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 bit where they're in the semi-final and um she's caught her scarf in the hamster wheel for example and they've fallen off the stage and they get back up again and they manage to finish their song we know damn well just based on the type of audiences that go for eurovision not only would they not have been mocked for that they'd have got a standing ovation for getting back up and doing it again yeah but that's why and they got that's they did they did get clapped after he left and threw a sissy fit like and that's why they got yeah, through the I've, competition after but there's just this this very long period of prolonged silence with someone kind of laughing in the distance it kind of doesn't really i always thought that was him just imagining that though i it sounds like it's in the in the in the arena itself see i always thought it was just just, him because you show him doing the the the, you know the fuzzy eye thing like no sorry the blurry background so i always just thought it was him imagining it and then See, I took that as him focusing in on that because he does the one thing he wants is for people not to laugh at him. Yeah. So if he's hearing that anywhere in the audience, that he would be laser focused on it in yeah. on that. But also, um, there are things going wrong. I always assumed it was the uh, Icelandic guy who doesn't want to pay for the competition, sabotaging them because he. So at the beginning of the film, the only reason they get into the competition is because a boat blows up with every other um, entrant. <laughs> <laughs> i really really like that bit i have to say <laughs> so demi lovato's in the film so like she's their main competition but she's not in it for very long so no they lose obviously because he's falling out these angel wings and then the boat <laughs> the boat explodes and everyone dies yeah yeah um i like i like that the the main problem with that plan is that obviously okay you've killed a bunch of singers but they're still gonna find someone for next year like that's not them out of the competition forever no but for that Um, year that's them out that solves a problem for a year but maybe not much more than that but you know as sorry excuse me i don't think you meant to read too much into it so no i think the whole thing's not you're not meant to take any of it seriously it's just meant to be like as you said a love letter to eurovision Mm. and you know it's one of these films that i quite like because you don't have to watch it seriously all the time like you watch it the first time and then you know what happens and then if mm. you're doing work it's a really good background film if you don't want to be in silence like you can mm. tune in and out quite easily what made you um how where, when did you watch it the first time did you actually watch it when it first got released or yeah so we, we were during the beginning of lockdown when everyone was like oh this won't be that long 
we had this thing where we would do a family activity every single day um mm. and this was my mum's choice i think and i was really skeptical about it because i was like oh it looks shite but <laughs> i actually really liked it so <laughs> yeah um yeah i watch it on and off now it just it's one of my comfort films because it's again you don't have to take it too seriously nothing that bad happens to anyone in it apart from demi lovato um yeah um have you have you historically been like a kind of eurovision watcher or is this a fairly new thing for you or no i used to okay so i didn't ever do the party thing um Mm. like you know that big a deal like you know how people go a bit mental and have like a whole big thing there are some like you know hardcore eurovision fans but i used to watch it because i used to stay at my grand's house on a saturday night and it's always a saturday eurovision so i used to watch it with her and then my mum would watch it so i'd watch it with her and it's just something i don't know Mm. I tune in and out. I go in and out of phases of liking it more and less. And because lockdown was so boring, when this was here, I was like, yes, give me some Eurovision. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we used to watch it. Um, we went for a period of about three or four years where we watched it every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd always get like a big, like ridiculously sized pizza. Oh, and it would just yes. be like, you know, it'd just be like my mom, my sister and Oops. I. Uh, I think my dad was there sometimes, but like, yeah, generally it's just like a kind of like small family thing. It's just like, you know, it's something to do on a Saturday if it's on type mm-hmm. thing, as opposed to, you know, like being appointment viewing. And as you say, like having a huge party for it, it's not really like that. It's more just um, what it is. But I'm I'm like quasi familiar with some of the 2000s era stuff. Um, uh, I'm familiar enough of it to the extent that you know you've got a number of cameos in this film, and I recognise some of them. I only recognise two because the ones that I know are mostly from like 2015 and before. To be honest, I think I've just gone through a gap of not watching it for so long. Um, right. So I I think I only I recognised three. Okay. Um, but Do you there's know their names? one. Yes. Yeah, so I recognised Netta. Who's like the most recent winner? Well, well, actually, no, that's yeah. a lie. Yeah, is that the cat lady one where she did during the big lady with the? Yeah. Uh, she gets out the car. Yeah. yeah. She's the one that she's the one that looks like she stinks. And she. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't I can't stand her. Like no. I think she's awful. Like. But like, I was gonna say the head bobbing lady. But... <laughs> <laughs> she she's she's the one that looks like she's not bathed for ages. But like, um, I recognized Conchita Worst as well. Which apparently was in the 2014 contest, and I can't get over that. I can't get over what? that. That was seven years ago. <gasps> yeah. Um, That's one I recognised, yeah. The other one I recognised was um, Alexander Rybeck, who was the guy that was playing the violin. Oh, uh, was that him? Yeah. That oh, was him. And that's like, oh my God. See, he's one of the ones where that's the year I remember stuff, really. Like, I think mm. mine ended with um, Concita and then came back with, obviously, I remember Netta. But um, I just remember that that was the most bizarre thing ever. It was like him playing the violin, a guy skating a ring around him, and then a mm. guy singing. Yeah, th- there's a few other people in here, and I'm just looking at the names. And to be honest, I the Laureen only other I should name, know. Like Laureen, I, I love her song. Yeah, I lo- I love her song as well. In fact, she's got a few songs I really really love, mm. but I didn't recognize her in this at all. And I I think part of the the, the issue there is that she did go through an image change, like oh. not long after she won. And she's gone through a few image changes actually, so I don't think she's particularly recognizable now as she would have been then. Yeah. But the rest of them, I have to say, uh, I don't recognize for their names at the very least. But I think part of that is I didn't watch in 2019. Uh, that completely bypassed yeah, me, I that didn't one. Yeah, I not watch that one either. 
Um, and uh, I did watch in 2018 because I was absolutely fucking outraged that Neto won. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, the other ones there I don't really remember. I have to say, it's a bit random. You've got like a random French person from 2010. Who you are, I don't know, but you're there for some reason. Yeah. Um, and then apparently there's a uh, there's a winner... The 2017 winner was depicted as the busker playing piano. Yeah, I kind of vaguely recognise him actually, but I, I couldn't tell you what his song was. No, I, I didn't recognise him at all. So, um, that's there's that. somewhere I'm like, why didn't you have my my 2015 Swedish guy? Like, where was he? Apparently, I I don't know. I would have thought he'd maybe 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 be too expensive to book because really? some of them. I think he has a bit of a career. Is the oh. thing. Like Netta, Netta's got no career. Let's be honest. But he was happy to like, like so ones that were like, so Eurovision was this weekend. Um, they had like a rooftop thing, which I feel like they stole from this. Um, and they played some of their old songs, and I'm like, well, all you guys are happy to do here. Why don't you join the movie? Um, because I suspect. Well, for one, you know, they're getting to do their own songs, whereas in the movie, like, there was a little bit of kind of covers going on. Uh, there was a lot of... Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Ah, that was something. I feel I feel like in some ways, like, the film's kind of like an episode of Glee. Like, in some ways, it's kind of comparable to that. Like, it just in the way that you've got, you know, a kind of some humour going on and then people lip-syncing to auto-tuned vocals. <laughs> um... It's just very... Are you basing it off the one song along, sir? No, I'm basing it off the whole thing. Like, there's, like, even, like, the um, Will Ferrell and uh, Rachel McAdams characters singing their song repeatedly. You can hear the auto-tune on their, vo- their voices. Well, like, Rachel McAdams didn't sing. Well, yeah, I know, but, like, the, whoever is that's singing her, her part, you can hear the well, auto-tune is the point. Like, well, I don't know. See, if you listen to her... I'm, I'm I'm sure Will Ferrell definitely had some work done, but I think she had a lot less than you think because she's actually really really good. The one that did her voice. It's it's not so much about like you know making it perfect because they're crap. It's more about you can tell that it's processed. Oh, like yeah. there's there's it's it's too clean. I suppose is my yeah, point. Yeah yeah yeah. Like, so there's a point where we'll go back to the story in a minute. But there's a point where she's singing um, their song. And you can tell when it switches from Rachel McAdams' voice to the actual proper singer, mm. like because that's during the rehearsal when like she doesn't know the the choreography. Yeah. And then like she starts off singing, and then he switched to the other woman, but you can tell when the switches. Yeah, it's very obvious. Yeah. Um, yeah. They do make Iceland like. There's always a danger when people are like doing a different culture. Mm. that they're going to take the mic. I think they made Iceland look really, really nice. I've never really wanted to visit Iceland before um, watching it. And now I'm like, get me to Iceland. It just looks so pretty and so nice. Yeah, I like the kind of idea of this small little fishing village just in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, this kind of like... It's funny because I don't know that they're exactly like a a, a proud community in a way because they all seem to have they only seem to to care or are rather enthusiastic when the pair have managed to get to the, the semi-final itself or when you're singing if, um yeah yeah ding dong yeah but like outside of that they don't seem really that <laughs> enthusiastic for them um but there's something kind of nice about it in in a way like they still manage to bring everyone together even if it's not necessarily in support of them it's kind of 
um it it's is nice. very much like I, I think we can relate to it in a way because in scotland you have lots of like fishing villages like that where everyone's kind of mm. they all just hang around the pub because there's nothing else to do <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's just nothing there i think it would have been nice if there could have been maybe um I'm trying. Well, I I don't know why you would necessarily. To be fair, but like it would have been nice to kind of have a little bit more, you know, recognizable Icelandic people kind of in there. And I'm not necessarily saying you want like Bjork playing a fisherman's wife or something like that. But like it would have been cool to just have some kind of recognizable Icelandic yeah, well, icons. Even like the woman who the woman who did the voice for Rachel McAdams, she's Swedish. Mm. Like there isn't really anyone yeah, icelandic in this or it's just one thing no pierce brosnan will ferrell yeah. <laughs> it's like rachel McAdams, dad stevens like they're none of those people which is fine like i know that's part of acting you know you're meant you're meant yeah. to play something that you're not but but it's weird to have iceland and have no one be icelandic and it, again yeah, it kind of ties back to the there not being one single scottish person in edinburgh mm-hmm. apparently the inter- you they're, they're, they find americans and they find the europeans of different well, i say europeans i don't you know they find people from different parts of europe but there's no scottish people mm-hmm. well actually that's a lie i think there's one scottish security guard but i think it's like a crappy scottish accent kind of like we were discussing last <laughs> week like so again it's not a real scot so it's like right well you know, we're really struggling here for... Which is weird, because I know lots of people who would have jumped at it, um, honestly. Mm. To just even be, like, a security guard. I did, like, one of the things I really liked. So they, they, they managed to get to the final competition, uh, mostly through a petty vote. Um, I really liked that Graham Norton was in it. Yeah. That really oh, added yes. a lot. Mm. For me. Yeah. It's funny, though. Um, the For as much as... Um, there's obviously been a decent amount of kind of research done into the way the competition works itself. It's funny that they have um, Graham Norton doing the kind of commentary for the semi-finals because yeah, obviously I think that he doesn't was just, do that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's they didn't know that didn't happen. I think it was just so they could it's have... Conv- yeah, it's convenient for the plot yeah. and the way that things work out. Um, yeah, it's a, there are a lot of interesting little kind of choices for the way that things work. Um, but you know i'm not it's it's not a deal breaker it doesn't it doesn't really ruin it and like i'm i'm not that obsessed with eurovision that i'm going to be like you know what this is nothing like it's meant to be this is yeah. rubbish and generally speaking i don't think any of the eurovision fans think that i think this has been quite embraced relatively well by everyone yeah. that's kind of into that so dan stevens as well like mm. <laughs> he was something to watch <laughs> <laughs> yes I mean, Will, yeah. Will Ferrell's getting on in age now, so we had to have someone. I mean, you've got to take what you can get, don't you? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I did find that a little bit weird, actually. Um, Will Ferrell being paired with, paired, sorry, with Rachel McAdams, considering they're meant to be the same age, roughly, because yeah. obviously they're kids. Like, he looks so much older than she does, and, well, he is so much older than oh, her. Oh, yeah, I think like, they have 10 years, yeah. Yeah, like, it's, it's to be honest, like... I'm not like she does a she does a perfectly fine role, but just in terms of making the the characters match, it should have either been him not playing it, like he should have just stuck stuck to writing it, or they should have cast someone a bit older to for him to no, be I, opposite. I, I think it should but. have been I don't know. I feel like Rachel McAdams is really really good in her role, um, so she should have it. <laughs> like that's yeah, 
But then I don't, it doesn't, again, doesn't deal break it for me. I just kind of go with it because I'm like, this is a silly film about the Eurovision Song Contest, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah, um, no, it's it's fine. It's not it's not a not a deal breaker. Yeah. Um, I, we we've got this far and haven't really talked about the songs themselves, which is quite yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, so there's there's like four or five main songs, and then there's like a few like you know the contestants play the other ones. Hmm. Um. <laughs> so what's your favorite? Oh God, I don't. Do you know what's really funny? Like for all that double trouble is really really cheesy. I actually did quite mm. enjoy it. Um. Yeah. It's fun. I do like her, the Husevik one as well. Um, their songs are good. Um, I actually kind of, I don't know if I enjoy it or not, but it's stuck in my head. Like, Yaya yeah, yeah, Ding Dong is really stuck in my head. Um, it has been for a fu- while. Yeah. Um, I like how much they hate it, or rather, Will Flower's character hates yeah. it. Like, he's just got disdain for it, and everyone's obsessed with yeah. it. Especially one well, guy in particular who did actually appear um, as Icelandic <laughs> yeah. point yeah. dealer. Yeah, that was quite a cute little reference. Um, but. Yeah, should, we go think, down the, should we go down a list of them? I've got the list in front. Yeah, well, Double Trouble, like, th- to be honest, that that's probably the main one that stuck for me, but I wonder if that's just because you hear it as many times <laughs> as you do. Like,. It's just. Uh, I, I like it as a Eurovision song. It's very fits in very well. Yeah. Um, Line of Love actually is very Eurovision in its own way as well. Like it's just kind of that like um, bombastic, kind of quite dramatic, um, but very. It's kind of operatic as well in its its own way. Yeah. Um, oh, I tell you what. Just just um, just while I think about it, I love the way that all the characters take it so super seriously, mm-hmm. and I I think. Um, I think probably a lot of the actual real artists in real life take it that seriously mm-hmm. as well and it's odd because I always assumed for the longest time that most people were aware that you know your vision you don't really take it that seriously you send your novelty acts and your joke acts and your your x-factor rejects and you just kind of make the best of it but I think a lot of people take it a lot more seriously than what I assumed you're, they What did. you're describing is the UK version. That's why we do bad politics aside. We, we don't do well because yeah, we, we 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 view it like that, and that's not how it's meant to be. Like it's meant to be quite earnest, like earnest cheese. Mm. But we just send like annual annual crap, <laughs> like and just hope yeah. it does well. Yeah, unlike Moldova, who sends like Their best a woman singer. who who like vocally couldn't find the correct key for an unlocked door, and <laughs> just you know still manages to get what was it over 100 points yeah. okay well nah. do you know what i'll tell you what though like for all she was awful she was more interesting to to watch than our trumpet man was mm. like our our song on if you listen to the playlist on on spotify our song is better it is yeah. right but it was like he was doing a karaoke <laughs> of his song yeah it's like it's like he forgot to, I don't know, he just showed up and they threw him on stage and he just kind of sang a karaoke of his own song. Yeah. There was no passion there. He was just there. Pretty much. I I, I really think, um, oh, that was what I was going to say earlier, is like, they really need to go back to, I'm not saying they need to have anyone really, really current, but what they really need to do is kind of send someone who's at least known. Because I think the last few years we've kind of gone with, 
kind of randomers again but do you remember like a decade ago we sent blue who mm -hmm. like okay okay they're like a 2000s boy band but at least most people in the uk know who they yeah. are so like when you say james newman it's like right who the fuck's that but when you say right we're sending blue all right okay i didn't realize they were still together but at least i know who they are yeah you know like i think we need to send someone like we that have again. so many tired bands that would mm -hmm. do well like spice yeah. girls Fucking send, uh, send Atomic Kitten, you know, like, you know, like, they're not doing anything. We have not being five, funny, but they're not, is it you know. Four, four or five One Direction guys? Surely we can spare one to send yeah. there. So, yeah, send the one that, like, oh, I don't know. I'm sure one of them's flopped quite badly. Send, send the one that's not doing so well. Yeah, like, exactly. The, the, Sacrifice him to the Eurovision gods. Like, that's fine. They're, they're not going to send Harry Styles, but send one of the other ones. No, that's but fine. if they did, we'd win. Yeah, we would. Politics aside, we would win. Definitely. Um, yeah, you know, there's there's so many like kind of uh, known, not currently active or not so popular bands or whatever. Paolo Natini would be great. Yeah, because he could do his whole like cultural, like you know, we could add some. I know he's not really more Scottish, he's Italian, but you know, you know, yeah, he can make him sound Scottish enough. Or Ed Sheeran, you know, I know he's popular, but like we need someone like that, someone who can do the whole British dude with a guitar thing. Mm -hmm. That's our best hope. That or the Spice Girls or S Club 7. S Club 7 would be a good shout because they were really popular throughout Europe yeah. back at the time as well. The problem so, is, you know... though, I saw them at the Children in Need concert thing and they were fucking awful live. <laughs> Well, you know, being being good lives not a not a requirement for your vision, as we saw. I know, but weekend, Mondo, so. you really get a hundred <laughs> points. We need more than a hundred points. Yeah, <laughs> we need we need like an Icelandic band. We need one of the quirky, weird bands that we have to pop up and go for us. Hmm. To be honest, my goal for next year is just to score like you know more than twenty. Like that would be nice. Like just just twenty points will do. I don't care. Like you know, as long as it's as long as we beat you know. Moldova. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we lost the Germany song as well. Everyone I, was I, mocking it. Everyone. Yeah, that's absolutely wild that we lost to that bloody train wreck. He was so proud of himself as well, which which makes it worse because you could tell he was so happy to be there and so like yeah. full of it and like looked genuinely shocked when he wasn't like fucking hell he did not he did not deserve to come second last i can't believe we came last to that mm. and the the woman that was wearing the green fur as well was that i think that was the ukraine i can't i can't remember if that was the ukraine or lithuania but she was yeah. fucking awful as well um but there's a few yeah, everyone... songs in there that like i was like why did you get no <laughs> like what happened like the, the guy um with the blue outfit on the blue and he outfit. did like a kind of yeah he did a kind of ballad but it was like a funky ballad um oh god i'm never gonna remember it but he, he was a blue outfit <laughs> uh i can't remember i'm not sure about that i have to say um but he looked horrified to, be... to get zero points as well and i'm like yeah you should be horrified you should you didn't deserve it oh it's sweden yeah yeah no see i didn't mind that song so much but yeah i know like there was there was a lot of people in there like who um obviously fought more of their their songs and probably they deserved <laughs> they yeah. deserved to um fucking we lost a fucking russia's entry like <laughs> the fucking like woman romping around on stage barely rapping like you know what 
Like, okay, <laughs> Jesus Christ. We lost to fucking Israel, who are currently bombing our, <laughs> I know, our I countries. Can, so I'd, I'd had, like, um, a cocktail or two, and I just kept sending that to Cal. I'm like, Callum, they're bombing children, and we lost to them. <laughs> they hate us so much. Yeah. Well. We, we've never bombed... Well, okay, lies. We're not currently bombing children. What is this? Yeah, we're not current. We're not currently bombing children. And they that, are. You know what? That 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 was enough to get us to to get um, zero points the first time round in two thousand and three when we sent Gemini and they were singing off key, but they were they still weren't <laughs> the worst people there. That was because of the Iraq War when we were bombing children that time. Yeah. That was enough for yeah. us. <laughs> so why the fuck does it do Israel get a pass this time? Like I'm sorry, but like that's yeah. We just ridiculous. we just need to vote for Brexit and that's us. No points forever. <laughs> Yeah, like that. I I really don't want to take Eurovision seriously because I don't want to be that person. But like, it does just seem like bullying. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's bullying for it's the guy just, who, that we've sent. It's not even well, us. It's, it's like, it's that. But it's the whole message of oh, the contest is about love and tolerance. But nil poire on both fronts, despite the fact you're not the be- you're not the worst song here. It's like, <laughs> all right, okay, well, fuck off then. Like seriously, yeah. bunch of tossers. See, like, I all think of you. I don't think we should. Um, not go. I just think we should. Um, I don't Pull know. Try. I. I think no. I think we should try harder. I think we should make a make a point. I, see if we send well, someone that couldn't possibly be last. See. Well. See. The thing is, we are one of the big five, which means we're like, uh, which, which gets us into the final because we're in, we're a, we we pay a certain amount of money towards yeah, it. Yeah. So just don't do that. I, yeah. I think we should stop doing that and we should be forced to qualify at the semi-finals just like, just as the South of Ireland did, and mm-hmm. many others are. Um, and then we can get knocked out at the semi-finals and then we don't have to do this whole thing yeah. each year. But like, I do also think we should go with Scotland, England and Wales if we're doing that see, anyway. See, I don't. Like, I, I, I think that's like... <sighs> I don't think that's necessary. I I think we should I think we should try it once as a whole and then if that doesn't work then fine try it as four separate but like mm-hmm. I think we should I think we should go just do it through the via the semi-final message once as a whole country and then then go on from there. Yeah. I just I don't see I don't see how that would do anything but you know create more internal division. Um, uh, I'm I'm kind of like we, we like so see for Scotland. I know what we would send. There's a definitive like cultural thing we could send there. I know what we're sending. You know, we're, we're sending someone probably singing a bit in Gaelic, and then you know, probably. Um, and we've got probably some tartan on. You know, it'll be it'll be tacky as hell, <laughs> but but that'll get us points. They like tacky cultural shit. Um, mm. Whereas England just keeps sending guys in leather jackets or scooch. Which were better than the guy in leather jackets, to be fair, like in terms of Eurovision, not. Mm. <laughs> Fun fact, listener: I've seen Scooch live because they came to my <laughs> primary school when um, when I was a, but a young boy. Um, that's how drank... that's how big they were. Like they 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 were so big they went to Selkirk. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were doing a tour of like small borders primary school. No, they were doing a, a tour of the whole UK's primary schools, I think. But anyway, they ended up at Selkirk for God knows why. And I'd never heard of them at the time. Um, and it's funny because um, after it happened, I remember me and my sister bought, I think it was a Pokemon magazine, actually. Mm-hmm. And there was an advert for Scooch's new album in that magazine. But that was about two months after they'd been to our school. So when they were doing the school tour, they, they were barely a thing. They have um, an album? They did, yeah. 
Uh, or a single or something. I I'm not sure. I think if we can, if you can name a single, I'll put it here in the in the podcast. But the only one I can think of is the one needs to bed. Um, so I can remember the dance moves for it because they they got our um, they got our teacher up to do it, and it was the fucking most awkward thing because he's he was quite like a portly fellow, oh, and uh, it involved like putting your hands on your hips and doing like a kind of like a rings of Saturn type movement. Um, I'd have to I'd have to go um, Wikipedia search to tell you which one it was. Um, it's important, so I can put it in. Like the only one I can think of is flying the flag. Yeah, I think that's probably what they're most known for now. Um, so they had an album called um, For Sure, which mm-hmm. I don't even know if, if it, that's on Spotify or not. Uh, but the, they have the singles When My Baby, More Than I Need Needed To Know, The Best Is Yet To Come and For Sure. I couldn't tell you which one of those it was, I have to say. I'd have to probably look up the music videos and honestly, I'm not sure I want to waste my time. <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, long story short, for sure only reached number 41 in the UK charts in the year 2000, so like they did very, very well. Um, oh, the, it might have been more than I needed to know, because that was apparently, that got into the top 10, singles-wise. Oh, really? Um, so... Why did and, we choose them? <laughs> like... Well, that, that's a good example of, like, you know, using a flop for your contest. Although, to be fair, I don't think that they were that well-remembered in the first place, so I wouldn't go with them, but you would go with, like, yeah. you know, Jedward someone... Jedward for Ireland made more sense than Scooch for... They, they've done... They went with Jedward on, like, three separate occasions. Did they? They did. <laughs> three, three years in a row, Ireland sent Jedward. So... <laughs> I'm living so, uh, for that. But I think they would do a lot better now. Jedward have had a revival. They have done. Yeah, they probably would. Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that was, that was, you know, Scourge and whatnot. Um, Bewitched or something. Yeah. I guess they're Irish again though, aren't they really? Well, you know, if Ireland aren't getting in anyway, we may as well just like all group together. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll appropriate Bewitched for an entry. They'll do. (laughs) Um, Actually, you know who would do? Who? Steps. Yeah, yeah. Because they, yeah. they've got that kind of sound going for them anyway. Yeah, they're, they're definitely like Europop. And, but not only that, they're, they're currently still active as well. They're still like releasing new stuff. They could easily... Put, and I, I doubt that losing Eurovision would impact yeah. their career that negatively. Because actually, no. for all them not really being current anymore, they do actually have a quasi-dedicated fan base. They still. do actually have some good songs coming out right now, but my worry is if you get like someone like Steps to do it, I know Steps don't write their own songs now, but when when you do Eurovision, someone like if you went for Steps, Andrew Lloyd Webber would step in, and honestly, he's just like not the best songwriter for Eurovision. Like, yeah, he needs need to it. stay away. Yeah, like, you, stay you, the fuck you, away, Andrew Lloyd Webber. If st- if steps were gonna do to be honest have you heard that song that they put out with um michelle visage yeah yes that that would have done as a good eurovision yeah. song it's kind of got that vibe and like brought that... her as well brought myself yeah and michelle yeah that's what we need we need to steal an american with our british yeah. band we, we need to do the san marino tactic except yeah. actually be good at it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> except don't fuck it up but yeah well um We'll work on that. We'll have to see who we can speak with and get our ideas out there. Let's do, let's do this. We can arrange this. Like, we can do this. People have done, like, it's going so poorly. Like, surely we could get 20 points with our choices. 
surely. That's, that's all I want is 20 points. But anyway. Sophie like, Ellis Baxter. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. She would be so really, she'd be really good at this. Like, yeah. she, she's she's put some, she put a song out. It was either last year or, or at the start yeah, of this year. Yeah, she put one out during lockdown really, and people loved um, it. Crying at the discotheque. Yes. I absolutely love that song. Mm-hmm. I have to say that would have been so good at Eurovision. Like that was. If yeah. she just saved it and not yeah, because she can do her own songs, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, she does write her own songs. Pretty sure, mostly anyway. Like she's got a few covers that she's done. Yeah, that so are, are more popular than that. Yeah, but. like she's the obvious choice. She's our only hope right now. Sophia Ellis Baxter, if for whatever reason you're listening. We need you to do Eurovision next year. Like you are our only hope. <laughs> yeah. Get us twenty. Get us twenty points, please. That's and all we want. Like we don't want that's to win. That's all we want. We just want to uh, not be last. <laughs> even e- even better, team up with Steps and just yes. you know. Yes. Be a super group. Um, we can't fund it. We will show up. <laughs> <laughs> we will. We promise. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that aside, anyway, um, we, we haven't really talked about the film that much. We've mostly been ranting about Eurovision as a concept more than anything. But to be honest, like, do you recommend, like, so I guess you'd recommend watching this film? Yeah, for... like, I also like the soundtrack as well. Like, that's it. I, I think it's a fun soundtrack, a fun film. And you're not going to go in there and get, like, high-class art, but, you, you know, it's a good time. No. Do you think um, not knowing much about Eurovision would impact people's enjoyment of this? Nah. Nah. You just need to, like, I don't know, go with it, is what I'd say. It's like watching Eurovision for the first time, just go with it. Mm. Don't try and I make think... sense of some of the stuff, just go with it. Yeah, probably just accepting it for what it is and not questioning it. Because actually, I mean, to be honest, I, I think the concept of Eurovision to people outside of those involved is a bit, probably a bit weird in itself. Like, the concept of, you know, weird songs from <laughs> all over the continent being... In competition with each other, yeah. in and it's like Hunger podcast. Games it's outfits like, as well. They dress like yeah. in Hunger Games. Yeah, and um, just the kind of rabid fanaticism that mm-hmm. comes with some of the songs from the past and things as well. It's just, um, yeah, no, it, it's it's enjoyable. I actually, you know what? For I have been quite critical of this, I think, but I actually did enjoy this overall. Um, I. There are a lot of problems with it. Just in well, part I, I we did I did say it earlier, but like the Edinburgh stuff does bother me a bit. I have to say, but that's not unique to this. That's a that's a Hollywood film thing in yeah, general. Yeah. Well, see, that sort of thing doesn't really bother me that much because I was just pleased to see Glasgow appearing. <laughs> I was like, look, it's there, even though it's not the same city. Um, yeah. Um, it's not even it's not even the worst incident of this like i can't remember what film it was that i went to see this is just a side note but they were i'm positive that they were driving through glasgow in some film i was watching once and then in the next shot they're somehow in london and there's a fucking like london bus driving past them mm-hmm. and it's just like they were like they've actually changed cities between shots but yeah. they're still like in a car chase or something world it's war like, z did it like but they made it america and it was like that's george square i can tell it's george square why are you in america right now yeah yeah no it's a uh, pretty egregious <laughs> pretty pretty offensive no i'm just happy to see honestly like someone enjoying the fountain and, and the gardens you know like it's like oh that's yeah the gardens and people are going past that part and having god 
when they were on their segways on Calton Hill as well. Mm-hmm. That that made me laugh as well because the direction they came from is stairs. I know. So like they supposedly came up the stairs on those things, did they? Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um ignoring all that, sort of this this, you know, this film is not very realistic, is it? But mm. it's fine. Um no, I liked it, to be honest. I would watch it again. The songs are good fun. I've actually... I haven't listened to it through yet, but I downloaded the soundtrack on Spotify. Ooh, what's so your favourite song right now, then? We didn't ask you. Oh, uh, to be honest, the, the Double Trouble one's the one that I, I remember most from it, mm-hmm. but I think that is just because uh, I've heard it the most. Although I did quite like Volcano Man as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, I think those two are probably my favorite ones that I can like remember at the moment. There's a few. Yeah. There's the um the My Hometown song. I want to say that I quite like that, but I'm not sure. Honestly, I can't I can't remember it. I can't remember how it goes just now, I but like I feel like one. It, it, that one I feel like could be like an Icelandic like advert. Yeah. I feel like I probably do like that, but I can't uh tell you how it goes, so I need to I would need to go back and listen again. But yeah, anyway, Volcano Man and Double Trouble, I think, to be mm-hmm. honest, are, are good fun. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, that's probably all I have to say about that. It's worth it's worth giving them a listen. Yeah. Um, so I think we're probably done talking about <laughs> this, honestly. like I don't. We probably haven't done it justice, because I mostly because I kept on going off to rant about the actual Eurovision Yeah, well, it was, contest, to be fair, it was which, like last weekend, so... Which I'm I'm a little bit embarrassed about because I really didn't don't want to be the person that takes it that seriously, but I find it really hard not to at the moment, like <laughs> ordinarily. Like I oh god, I'm about to go off again, but just <laughs> looking at the I went on some of the Instagram comments and some of the like Eurovision's official like posts, mm-hmm. and there are people that they're going like, oh, this is political, this is not fair, and there are people commenting under, no, it's not the better songs one, and it's just like, what the fucking show were you watching? Yeah, like, yeah, no, there, <laughs> like, there was no need for zero points, really. No, like, yeah, it's just, oh, right, okay, I'm done, right, you know my position, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. And also, <laughs> I'm just gonna say that the French song was really boring. God, France and Switzerland, both of them were fucking boring. awful. Boring, they were dry. Like, so boring, and everyone's like, oh, they're so beautiful. They are not. No. They were so boring, I'm sorry. No. Like, I get that she was going for, like, the Edith Piaf thing. I, like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, great, wonderful. So fucking boring. No. So fucking boring. Finland and- or Iceland or Greece were my ones I thought should have won it. Oh, I loved Greece. I love that song so much. Yeah, me too, I, I listened I- to it. <laughs> I listened to that a few times today. I have yeah, to me say, too. It is so catchy. Uh-huh. Like it's just, it's, I love that. That's kind of something we're both into at the moment. Is mm-hmm. that kind of synthy eighties? Yeah, yeah. That's throwback thing. thing. Um, I love that one. San Marino is, is still my girl. Just it's teenage Callum. Do you know? Like, actually, I listened to that today in the playlist, and it was a lot better than, than the live version. I think the the actual studio recording is really fun. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. The, to be honest, I don't think she's the best live singer, or at least she didn't do the best job on the thing but yeah. like san marino flow rider love it love it love it um yeah you're right iceland really liked um finland were good fun um yeah just just oh, no i have no words <laughs> no, there were so many people who deserved more points and they didn't get them. yeah yeah very very frustrating anyway like <laughs> let's uh move on before we get distracted once again <laughs> we're um next month it's my birthday month, Ooh. and so I'm choosing a little theme for us. And the theme for June 
is going to be video game adaptation month. So we're going to be watching a number of films based on video games. And I think I picked a really, really good one to start off on. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to be watching the 1994 film Street Fighter. And I can't wait for Sam to watch this because... You're going to, your 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 perception of me is just going to change forever. <laughs> okay, did, did your change of me when I when I made you watch Thunderpants? It sure did. <laughs> it sure did. But um, yeah, no, this is it's um, I haven't. I well, we'll talk about it next week, obviously. But like, I haven't watched this for a little while. But I'm sure you know, it's aged the, great. Uh, I mean, I don't think it aged well at the time. To be honest, like that, this for me just has nostalgia value. Like this just takes me back to being at my my friend's house in high school, and we used to watch like we used to go to his grandmother's house for lunch, and we used to watch like films over like several days. So you'd you'd get maybe like thirty five minutes, forty minutes of a film, and then have to pick it up again the next day mm-hmm. and stuff. But Street Fighter was one of those things that we'd watch now and then, and this just kind of takes me back to being like twelve, thirteen, and that kind of period of time you know when life was easy and there was no stress and the whole of europe didn't hate you (laughs) so those were good days good days indeed my friends anyway um next week street fighter see you then